0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy, episode 11. You might wonder why I've got this crazy hat on. It's because we wanted to remind you guys that this podcast is all about Star Wars thoughts from wild space. So we're going to be talking about something wild today. What are we talking about
1: today? Today, we're going to be discussing The Mandalorian Season 2, specifically where we think it might be going. We're going to discuss some rumors, some leaks, uh, yep. and just... Wonder how we think it'll all fit together. What is up with Mandalorian season two and what to expect? And
0: so we're gonna go with things that are pretty cemented, things that have kind mm-hmm. of been commentated on by the the crew and the cast and writers and things that have been leaked and confirmed and all that stuff. And then, one of my favorite pastimes, we're gonna get into Just gonna s- what might happen. We're gonna speculate so hard. All right,
1: so let's do this thing. Let's do it. Thank you.
0: kind of a weird time right now Mm. and uh we've been kind of spoiled with star wars content because of disney plus coming out Mm -hmm. um and clone wars is about two-thirds of the way done at this point um i know it's already two-thirds of the way done and so i'm trying to get to that darth maul freaking arc
1: well we got i guess yeah close to two-thirds a little over half yeah so
0: we're at this point we're three of the four episodes of the ahsoka arc in and let me say this i love ahsoka as much as the next person but if you want to tell me that this story arc is better than watching quinlan Voss during the dark disciple arc you're out of your freaking mind we should have had a quinlan voss arc i'm gonna leave it at that otherwise i'm gonna get
1: salty I, yeah i think there's just so much in the dark Disciple story who cares? It would have just been a lot of time. I know that the arc originally episodes. was going to be like eight episodes. Right.
0: But gum, I honestly, in all honesty, I know this is going to come off as brash to clone fans. I'm a huge clone fan. But I would have taken eight episodes of Dark Disciple to start Clone War Season 7 and then finish with the Siege of Mandalore. Ten times out of ten. Bad Batch was it's cool. It's a really good story. I yeah. would have loved to have eight episodes of Dark Disciple. So, we're, we're a little bit over halfway, a little bit close to two thirds done mm. with... Uh, uh, next week we'll wrap up the second arc the Ahsoka arc so we will be two thirds done next Friday um, with the Clone Wars last season and once that happens Samuel we're five you know five weeks away-ish mm-hmm. so in a little bit over a month once that airs and that's done we are in open land yeah until Mandalorian in season two so
1: when is season two supposed to come out season two has been confirmed in I think well, February so it's been confirmed for a while but it's going to be released in October 2020, so a little bit, I guess, six months. Yeah. Depending on what day they choose. Um, right. But, I mean, that's going to fly by. Sure. You know, we're already in April. By we're the April. way, happy birthday to Josiah. It was his birthday yesterday. Thank you. That's how we know we're in April.
0: Yep. So you know. Uh, so, Mandalorian Season 2 is coming out in October, so we're going to have about six months of open-ended things. Now, of course, we're still going to get content. We're still going to get books and comics and things mm-hmm. like that. We're talking about on-screen entertainment and so a couple weeks ago uh, there was something that came out it was actually maybe last Friday Uh, right before we recorded it uh, the news dropped that Ahsoka Tano had been casted Mm -hmm. for season 2 of The Mandalorian Um, and man I cannot remember the name of that actress Uh, but it opened up a can of worms for us for for us it's like holy crap what does that mean and like every Star Wars fan does, we started wildly speculating about what it means. And yeah. so, w-
1: where do you think this goes? What What were your thoughts when you first heard it? Well, when you hear that Ahsoka's going to be in it, you just... I guess, for me, my mind goes to all the things that Ahsoka was doing at that point in time, right? Mm-hmm. Which we know almost nothing about. You don't see her um, after her fight with, I guess... Uh, Ezra pulls her out through, like, the world between worlds. Yeah. Ahsoka is actually one of nephew. the very last things you see in Rebels. mm mm-hmm. But then again, Rebels all takes place before Star Wars. You know, A New Hope. hmm And, uh... So you don't really know that much about what she's been up to, except for that she's probably been underground. Uh, why wasn't she helping Luke out?
0: Who yeah. knows? Yeah. I
1: saw this meme, uh, that was... It's that, uh... Patrick meme in Spongebob where he's like, is this your wallet? And he's Mm -hmm. like, you Patrick, you know. Uh, But it was somebody talking to Ahsoka and he's like, you're Ahsoka, Dono? And she's like, yep. He's like, you were training with the Jedi? Yep. So you're a light side user and you're dedicated to the cause of good? Yep. He's like, alright, so here's this child. He's Force-sensitive. I'm going to give him to you. And she goes, I'm not a Jedi. (laughs) So we're trying to see if she's going to get over that because... Yeah. if you're bringing in a well-established force user especially light side mm-hmm. the very last thing we see for well not the very very last thing but the last piece of initiative we have from season one Mandalorian is that Mando's now got to take the child they've got to go mm-hmm. somewhere they've got you know they're now officially on the child quest trying to find his life trying to find where he belongs
0: and for me in all honesty, that gives me an amazing excitement and hope for the overall story arc of season two. Mm-hmm. Season one individual episodes were amazing, but I remember we'd be like, So, what the heck is going on yeah. overall? And now there's a task, yeah. a big task, an important task, and we know that the Mandalorian and the child mm-hmm. are bonded together. They're a clan of two, and his job is to raise it as his own child mm-hmm. until. He can reunite it with its clan. Mm-hmm. And so then towards the end of the Mandalorian, he turns and asks the armor, well, where's the clan at? You know, what do I do? How do I, where do I take it? Mm-hmm. And she says, that's for you to discover. Right. And so unless he's like, no, I kind of like him. And he keeps him. There's a big task at hand. Right. Where do we go?
1: Well, so and here's to thing. me,
0: that's like, are we going to find a freaking...
1: Here's the thing with A the country of Yodas? And the world clan... Mm-hmm is that two completely different species are a clan. Yeah. So the way Mandalorians it's idealize, a, it's a group of people with a thing in common. It's a yeah. common bond. So that could mean... And it can be it could either mean on, a, like a, a whole group of species, or it could mean that he's going to find like this whole den of light-side users yeah. hitherto yeah. undiscovered. Well, it's interesting because you have like, you know, kind of similar to...
0: Uh, you haven't watched Game of Thrones, but it's similar to Game of Thrones where it's like, We have family units, and we're super loyal to family, but then you've got the Night Watch that's north of the Wall, and once you've been there for a while, that's kind of your family more than your real family. And that's kind of how Mandalorians are, is it can be forged in battle, it can be forged doing this, doing this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, doesn't have family. Mm -hmm. He was a foundling. Baby Yoda doesn't have a family. He's a foundling. And now they're a clan, with really more in common than we first realized. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I guess the, the what we want to talk about today is where is this going Yeah you know not in a questioning way but just in an excitement what do we want to see yeah. We're in a beautiful place. There's an amazing place uh, in Star Wars every time before something happens before especially media that you can watch before mm-hmm. Clone Wars came out this season we didn't know what was going to go on and there's it's almost that the theorizing, is as enjoyable as the product itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because in your head, you're like, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be beautiful. And you might like or dislike the movie or the TV show or whatever once it gets here, but there's that beautiful time before where it's, here's what I'd like to see. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. You pick the loudest cup in the world. (laughs)
1: There's ice in there, man. I don't, want, I don't know what you want from me. So I like a cold
0: drink before uh, before a movie comes out, or before, especially with Star Wars, since there's the hype is always there. Mm-hmm. Before a movie, before a TV show, before a video game, there's all this hype going on. There's all this speculation, and we're in that golden period right now for the Mandalorian season two, where we've got a little information, but not a ton. Um, and so, uh, you know, what do you think happens with Baby Yoda? Do you think that they're gonna find? And again, I think there's going to be more than two seasons. Right. With how wildly successful it was. I
1: hope there will be more than two seasons. Right. Yeah. So my
0: question is, what's next for Baby Yoda? So. And we know that Bob Iger says that he knows the name. He knows the real name for Baby Yoda. And they, on. Does he
1: mean like the his his name name or the species name?
0: No, 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 no. He says he knows the character's name. Mm-hmm. And okay, that's more satisfying on, to me. On set, it's very like... They don't call it Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. That's, like a, that's like a no-no. So you call it the asset or you call it the child on set or near Disney or Lucasfilm or Star Wars in, in those circles. Yeah, And they call it the child or the asset. And he said that I think John Favreau, Bob Iger, maybe Kathleen Kennedy, and maybe Dave Filoni. I can't remember who, but there's a group of like three or four or five people... Like the super Illuminati that knows the name of the child and that's it. Like, I don't think that... It if it's just something
1: really boring like, all right, turns
0: out his name is Steve. He'll <laughs> probably Eve if, if it goes along with Yoda's species right. so far. Yoda yattle Evil <laughs> Dr. Evil. What if his name is Yee and He's, he's got a PhD. A, he's 50 years a old. A dope dancer. My name is Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we gonna see their species? You know, in Rebels, we had that moment where Zeb was like the last Lassat, and then turns out there's a whole civilization of them. Yeah. So, is that gonna happen again?
1: Dude, I don't know.
0: And it's I'm torn on it, man. Like, I want I, I want there to be a bunch of them. I want to be like, I want to go into Walmart and to be like tons of Yodas. Here's,
1: okay. Let's, let's take this take The registers of are thought. always super low. You have Kung Fu Panda, the first one. Okay. And Poe's the only panda you see, and he's being raised by a duck. All right? <laughs> That's where we're at right now in the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. But then you get all the way to Kung Fu Panda 3, um, and there's a whole group of pandas, and Poe all of a sudden feels a lot less special. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and I, for I my part, would just. Goofy like, looking for a panda.
0: Like all the other painters are like, hello, I'm a barrel, I'm I'm a barrel chested weightlifting panda. Yeah, and Poe's still Jack Black. Yeah, I was about to say form. he's he's
1: still Jack Black since movie one, but all that to say, I don't want to find a Yoda planet. Right. Me personally, because I want there's something about that just very small group of them that mm-hmm. makes him feel more special. Makes it's them feel inflation. more mythical. It's
0: inflation. It's inflation. Like. When, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, I collect Star Wars action figures, and one of the cool things about collecting is you can have something that's super rare, and this is something that my wife doesn't like. She'll be like, why aren't we selling this? But the concept of just having it and it being more rare, and you know it's worth something, but it's, it's worth more than just the dollars and cents to you because you know that you're amongst a small group of people that have that figure. Right. You know, a lot of people do that with, with basketball shoes or with, you know, baseball cards or whatever. And part of it is, you know, people pay top dollar not because, you know, some people flip it, and that's more current now these day, you know, these days. But, you know, I saw the other day where, uh, the towel, okay, one of hundreds of towels that were in the Lakers locker room, but the one that the towel guy happened to hand Kobe Bryant at the end of his last game against the Utah Jazz, you know, a couple of years ago, and he puts it on his shoulders, you know, and he's just talking and saying, hey, thanks so much, you know, that whole thing. That towel recently sold for, I think, $30,000. And no, somebody didn't, I, I would think, when it comes to something that special, I don't think somebody bought it and was like, sick, this is going straight to eBay. I think someone wanted it because Kobe Bryant's special to them. Right. And it makes, and it, and it has weight to them, and it's something that they cherish and that they value. And so, Yoda being, you know, one of the most wise, one of the most powerful, one of the most unique characters, he's so unique that his species doesn't even have a name. It's called Mm -hmm. Yoda's species. And so when we got Yaddle, it was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But on purpose, George Lucas didn't have her in episode two because he thought, we're not trying to inflate the value of Yoda's species. Yoda's the only one. He's like freaking Tigger. That's why the Tigger movie sucks. He shouldn't be sad. He's elite. He's the only one. So, I'm torn. Do we want to see? Because I'm not going to lie to you, bro. If they're like, you know, the Mandalorian's like, alright, we're here. And they land and the the door opens and it's just all like, and there's just like, if there's 50,000 Yodas in a field just, you know, playing beach ball, dude. For a split second, I'm going to be so happy. But then after that, I'm going to be like, I don't know if I like this.
1: Yeah, I would be disappointed in myself. Just because it's it's the value that the person who desires to possess it puts on that object that actually signs it value. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If nobody in the world cared about your, for your analogy, called grind towel. It's just a daggum towel. You know, you get down to the molecules. It is a bunch of fibers that make up a slightly larger fiber. You know what I mean? It's no, There's nothing special about this piece. It's the value that people assign to it. Yeah. And so. That doesn't track all the way to Yoda species because there is something inherently valuable in these species. You know, based on their on their skill and their uniqueness. Yeah. And their existence, but. The more you get of something, just the less special it becomes. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just I, me personally, I don't want the Poe civilization. I just want Baby Yoda.
0: And is it does the value of here's another thought that I just had but is the ultimate um is the ultimate in game that baby Yoda ends up just being Mando's son.
1: Well, and I see like, that's cool why that I, that's why I raised the point of a clan being what they make of it, yeah. right? Because yeah. I mean, you think of the Jedi, you know, they're all different species. They're all different persons. They all come from different homeworlds. But to every single one of them, their being a Jedi is more important than where they came from. You right. know what I mean? Right. Then that's their clan. That's their family. And so I think the Mandalorians very much view it that way. And so when she says, you know, return it to its clan, but they're already a clan. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. already a unit. And I don't know. I just think it would be cool to see that more solidified through the quest. You know right, what I mean? Right. They're going through, almost like Avatar, you know, where they're going through all this stuff and, you know, they find that they've had what they're looking for all along, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. they have to go through the pressures of looking for something else in order to discover that they already have what they want.
0: Right. So, we could that could be the whole episode. Do we want to see any more Yodas? Um, but we wrote down some notes here. And so, um, here's another thing. Uh, and then I'll let you, I want you to go on kind of a rant because I want to know a long rant there for a while about the Yoda species. But um, Giancarlo Esposito, I hope I'm saying that correctly, uh, the character that plays Gus from Breaking Bad, more recently known as Moff Gideon from, uh, from The Mandalorian, at the end of the last episode of Mandalorian Season 1, if you haven't seen it yet, come on, bro. Uh,
1: the, his TIE Fighter Rex, and we're like. By the way. We've said it before. I'm going to say it a hundred more times. What a sick tie fighter! Those wings folded in half. I know they're not supposed to do that, but they did. Because because this is. guy's special. Yeah.
0: So his tie fighter crashes, and you're like, "Dang, Mando mm-hmm. got a hang of that jetpack pretty quick, super fast." Um, and Rising so Phoenix. we're like, "Okay, he's he's you know he's defeated the bad guy. What a nice way to round up season one." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then they throw us a little curveball, and you see qui on Jinn style, someone's cutting through and you're like, still getting through. Hang on a dadgum second. What the freak is that? And he has the Darksaber. Yeah.
1: So... Well, I knew what it was immediately. Oh, yeah. There's you, nothing else You like You knew what it. If you knew it... If you knew you knew it If you
0: know, you know. Yeah. If you heard the... Like the, the weird yeah. sound that the Darksaber makes, I was like, I know what that is yeah. as a Darksaber. Oh, yeah. As soon as it... As soon as it happened, we yeah. knew what it was. Immediately. But, all that to say, in a recent statement, maybe it, it's been a while now, but... Moff Gideon, the actor that plays Moff Gideon, said there's going to be amazing, epic lightsaber
1: action in Season 2. Take it away, Ernie. What do you think okay, that means? Okay, so we've got Ahsoka guaranteed to be casted. We've also got, from insiders saying that there are going to be, quote-unquote, several hmm. Skywalker Saga characters. Several, to and, me, means at least three. Yeah, and my thing is,
0: if uh, if...
1: Man, that was a short, long rant. Sorry,
0: I was just gonna make a real, a real quick point. Um, ah, for record, what I was gonna say. God dang it. All right, go ahead.
1: If I remember, all, I'll like tap the mic or something. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, but so they say several mm-hmm. Skywalker saga characters. That yeah. mean, to me it means at least more than three. Also, if I hear the phrase "epic lightsaber action," me personally, maybe I'm a little bit spoiled from having seen Episode Three ever in my life. Epic lightsaber Lights- action means not one lightsaber fight. Extend that into my next thought, which is if you have more than one lightsaber fight, the speciality of it uh, is diminished if it's the same two people fighting over and over again. You kind of want that diversity in characters. You want that diversity in fighting styles. Mm-hmm. You want that diversity in, like... Uh, what the significance of this particular battle is, if there's like a rivalry that's coming to a head, if there's just somebody that comes out of left field. Um, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons that, as far as
0: lightsaber stuff goes, prequels can't be talked. Yeah, the
1: choreography is phenomenal. Because
0: you've got, one, you've
1: got... Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor, even by the choreographer's standards, were excellent yeah and then i saw that interview with you and mcgregor from episode one where they Dude. actually had to slow down the footage so that people thought that it was realistic because they were so well rehearsed that you they can't, it Remark- looked like they had sped up the fight scene between obi-wan and darth maul in episode and one and to me which is nuts compared to the obviously i love all of star wars so if you ever hear me say something negative about star wars it's in comparison to other star wars yeah. but i love it all the choreography lightsaber fighting in episodes four through six Leave me wanting when I see the Battle of the Heroes and here's the my, of Fates.
0: Here's my favorite part of the Lightsaber Battle from Episode Four with Darth Vader and Obi Wan, Ben going, Eh? you like that? <laughs> He's like, I'm writing my name. <laughs> take a take a picture. Make the exposure as long as you can. There it. Right? Here's a B. Oh, still going. <laughs> and that's that's like. And, and I get it, in 77, they were like, he's got a sword made of light! But, like, you know, by the time that the, the sequel trilogy got here... You know, I love, I love the sequels. There's things I love about all of them. There's things that are, you know, that are holes for all of them, and I get it. I just rewatched episode nine last night. It's still fantastic. Samuel literally had to talk me out of talking about episode nine today. I was still like, listen, we both love
1: episode nine, but. I was going to talk about how wild
0: it was that episode <laughs> nine was still so good when it came out on Blu-ray. All right, guys, I love episode nine, but the thing is, there were so many lightsaber things that could have happened that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Why the freak didn't Snoke have a lightsaber? Why the freak didn't Luke ignite a lightsaber?
1: Apparently Snoke doesn't need a lightsaber to just wreck everybody else in the room. It's true. Except for that he's incapable of detecting the element of surprise. And he's like, you ready for this? It's funny because to me, like unpacking it in hindsight, I'm like, he knows exactly what's going on and he has no clue what's going on. You know what I mean? He's narrating exactly what's happening. It's just not what he thinks. Uh, A little bit of... Deeper wisdom in context. Know mm-hmm. your context. Anyway, so, um, anyways, was, back to the back to the epic lightsaber action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, this is probably an introduction to more lightsaber users. Hmm. Because um, obviously we've got Ahsoka coming in. Right now, that's the only confirmed character. So you're almost guaranteed at this point, with as much as we know, that Moff Gideon's going to go toe to toe with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest with ourselves, there's no chance that Moff Gideon even stands a chance. I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, Disney
0: hasn't confirmed that Ahsoka's there, but I think it's very good timing that that news would drop while Ahsoka's arc is going on Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Anyways, that was my two seconds.
1: Um, so yeah, I,
0: I, I, unless Moff Gideon is just like some back pocket, maybe he was an Inquisitor at some point. Nah, but I doubt it. No, my money is on he's either just a moth for moth's sake or well, because I that don't think rogue. an
1: inquisitor could have ever risen mm-hmm. to the rank of moth. Mainly, mainly because I know Palpatine, and Palpatine would never have allowed somebody that was force sensitive that he didn't intimately know, like he knows Vader, to rise to a, a position of influence like a moth. Right. You know what I mean? Moss yeah. were up there with the Grand Admirals in terms of influence. And they're very, and there very, were very few of those, And they were all handpicked. Yeah. So I just don't think that that would have happened because yeah. I know Palpatine. Um, but that leaves the question, what lightsaber uh, users are going to be introduced? Me personally, I think it would be very cool if we saw some of the Jedis that survived at Order 66 making a reentrance. Because this is after the fall of the Empire. They don't have to be in hiding anymore, strictly speaking. You know, nobody's hunting for their lives, so we've got to see some epic lightsaber battle action, and we've already got confirmed that there are going to be several, you know, Skywalker Saga characters, so I think that now would be the perfect time to say, here's a handful of people that survived Order 66. Also, maybe that's the clan that the child ends up as a part of, is that secret light side community.
0: Look at you! Yeah.
1: That was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I think that um,
0: I think that uh, I would really, really love to see <coughs> Ahsoka show up. I would love to see Moff Gideon and her go toe to toe. And who knows? Maybe he is force sensitive. I don't know. Um, but.
1: I think you have to be what they would used to call Han Solo, force, force aware, mm-hmm. to even be able to use a lightsaber with any amount of skill that would allow you to actually use it in combat. Right. You, know, you have to have the double vision. Yeah. like you know the, what I mean? The, the fact that
0: for uh, Finn, J.J. Abrams says, is force sensitive, mm-hmm. and they just were starting to very explore that. And you see it, yeah. now that you know that, if you watch Rise of Skywalker, there's so many moments that he's like, and he's kind of staring off into space. Mm-hmm. And he's having that moment, and he doesn't really know how to t- like how to yeah. express it. Almost but it's a
1: like feeling. almost like Leia in Jedi, yeah. Where or and and in uh, Empire, where she just has that awareness, but she doesn't know how to quantify it. She doesn't know how to mm-hmm. vocalize it, but it's part of her.
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was my main beef with Episode Seven was Kylo Ren should have sliced up Rey and Finn mm-hmm. like freaking chop suey, but. Uh, you know, but uh he you know, obviously the force awakened in Ray and then Finn being force sensitive, at least he could he ended up getting whooped, but right. at least he could hold his own for like two seconds. Well and um,
1: in uh and in defense of Kylo Ren. You know, I don't know what that's like the, breaking news. Yeah, that's what that was. Uh, he was he had just taken a bowcaster bolt to the freaking gut. Yeah. Which and you see everybody else in all of the sequel trilogy yeah. that gets shot with that bowcaster. Mm-hmm. They're in freaking the nether realm yeah. after getting shot by that weapon. So he's pretty jacked. He's pretty ruined at this point. <laughs>
0: yeah. Another
1: <laughs> well, happy landing. Imagine
0: having a job full-time at a news company. They're like, ready? Here we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Breaking news.
1: <laughs>
0: it's breaking. Everybody's like,
1: get that metronome the... going.
0: I'm really... Doing the Mario yeah. song. <laughs> when you get the star. <laughs> um, so, okay. Original Trilogy characters going to be in there. Who do you think and who do you like? Part of speculating is the speculation of they better not do XYZ. So who are the characters you're like, ooh, I would like that? Who are the
1: characters that you don't want to see? All right. I'm just going to start with what would be the ultimate disappointment for me as considered an original trilo- or a Skywalker saga character. Would be that Jacked Gamorrean guard that John Favreau sent a picture out on Instagram. If that's one of the ones that they're talking about, just some like shredded no, I, Gamorrean. I think. And they're but, like, "Here he is, your I, Skywalker <laughs> Saga character." I would be mortified and appalled. I, think, I don't think it's gonna happen, but I just, wanna, <laughs> I just I want. I think to character say. means like yeah, someone that has a story that we know, right? Because well, there's other species that have happened. Yeah, I'm so, just saying, like that would be ultimate disappointment for me in speculation guess, realm.
0: Crew that has a backstory. Yeah. Who would you want to see? Yeah. I Who is someone that's kind of like, your reverence of them makes you not want to see someone else do that role?
1: Force Ghost Obi-Wan would be, mm. that would be 100% maximum fulfillment and satisfaction and I could die in that instant and be happy. And by extension, Force Ghost Qui-Gon? Yeah. I would, I would like to see... He's not an original Skywalker Saga, or s- original trilogy character. But they just said Skywalker Saga. They didn't say original trilogy. And character.
0: the offer still stands, ladies and gentlemen. If Sky, if Qui- the first time Qui-Gon shows up as a Force ghost on screen, I will take my shirt off. And hopefully you're there to document it, and we'll post
1: it. I See, we get kind of a Force vision, and I don't think Obi-Wan realizes that it's probably actually Qui-Gon, because he doesn't think maintaining individuality after death is possible so he thinks it's just a vision he has he doesn't think it's actually Qui-Gon communicating mm-hmm. to him but in the Mortis arc okay you see Qui-Gon talk to him but I would love with every fiber of my being to see Qui-Gon you know actually have you know an open hand involvement in the goings-on of the galaxy I made a bold statement to Josiah Are you yesterday. talking about Obi-Wan series or Mandalorian I'm talking about Mandalorian season okay because okay. I was telling Josiah I was like Qui Gon Jinn is singularly responsible for everything good that happens in Star Wars. Like, you can, every, it like, and he's like, everything bad too. And I was like, but everything good. Yeah. Uh, when he was, when, you know, Anakin was going on his first dark side venture, you hear Qui Gon go, Anakin, no. So, no. He was trying. He was trying. Yeah. Uh, as best as a horse ghost can. Mm-hmm. But I, he's just one of my all time faves. I would for love sure. to see that. I think it would be cool because, uh, there, was hinting, I don't know if it was like 100% confirmed, that Quinlan Voss survived Order 66. So here's the bit
0: with that, and I was going to kind of touch on this a little bit. Because um, he's going to be really old at this point,
1: but I don't know what the Kifar lifespan is. Who knows? But I love But he wouldn't be that old because let's say he's... I mean, he would have been, what, like uh, he, he six years older than Ben Kenobi, basically. So he'd be like 60? Yeah, I mean, like survivably old. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so here's the thing, in the Darth Vader comic series where they're hunting down, you know, mm-hmm. the, the series that we talked about where you see the he talked to the Inquisitors yes. and that, all that stuff. He's like, there's
1: a list. Time to lose a limb, everybody. Nobody gets to have more than me. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: a there's a list of surviving Jedi in mm-hmm. Arubesh, and one of them is Quinlan Vos. Um, now is it grasping at straws to say that means that they're gonna have him something later? Not really because Star Wars is the I would king love to see it. Of, I would love so much to see You know
1: see it. hey it he would be just Like think about this. This is this is Qui-Gon Jen. if you're just listening to the audio this yeah. is 100% Quinlan Voss is like 97%. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And think about this, like you have Ralph McQuarrie who does who did all the concept art for the original trilogy, mm. okay? He has a troop transport nobody ever uses it. They make a toy out of it, but it's never on screen. Rebels brings it back as a cartoon, and then what do they do five or six years later? They make it as a freaking real-life thing in The Mandalorian. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Rise of Skywalker, The Emperor's Throne, is actually from concept art, from Raph McQuarrie, from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not above just like, hey, remember this comic book from 35 months ago? Yeah, remember this one panel? Couldn't read it? It says <laughs> Quinlan Vos. Here he is in this episode of The Mandalorian. Right. So... If it was that he was reunited with the Jedi clans, dude, seeing an old Quinlan boss would
1: be sick. That would be cool. Uh,
0: harking, harking back to last week's episode, seeing K'Kruk, the whipped Jedi, yeah. who in Legends was kind of his thing was, you can't kill him. Yeah. He lives forever. Yeah. He survives everything. Seeing that
1: would be sweet. The immortal. Um, uh, so that would be cool. Also, Rex. People have been speculating that Rex might make a reappearance. So talk a little bit about why that's...
0: Like, do you know the roots of why we talked about uh, Dave Filoni's
1: all that stuff? You know. Well, I mean, it may I'm speaking Russian. What's going on here? Uh, Vol- All uh, right. Here's a funny thing I said the other day. I was playing Xbox with my friends and uh, the guy who's doing like all the, you know, gas is coming in, blah, blah, blah. He was a Russian, and I was like, "Do you ever notice that like people speaking Russian sounds like a horse walking? It's like <laughs> that's, uh, so rude. But that's all I could think Don't about." Don't bomb us. <laughs> Thanks for all the medical supplies you sent. <laughs> at that, at that article I read where Russia did help us out once since the Cold War, so oh, we appreciate that's it. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's coming probably from rebels mm-hmm. where Rex, you know, was working with Sabine. He's working with Ezra. By the way... Sorry. Uh, will Thrawn come back if we yeah. have Ezra?
0: Right. So the concept art it was definitely, I believe, from uh, Rebels concept art. Okay? But here is why I think it could be relevant. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, one of the reasons I think it's relevant is because Dave Filoni is... A little mousy guy, man. He is like I don't know. Will we see it? Will we not see it? I don't know. See this wolf? It's on my hat. Like that's <laughs> that's Dave Filoni's style, right? And so um, I think that, like, for instance, like the new High Republic stuff is coming out, and you're like, wow, look at all these Jedi. What the freak is a wolf doing in there? Mm-hmm. And it's a loath wolf because he likes wolves in real life. Yeah. Like he's he's such a little like nugget guy. Um, and so when Rosario Dawson was cast as Ahsoka. Uh, the news was breaking and it was like confirmed here, confirmed here, confirmed here. And Disney didn't say anything. Lucasfilm didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, like, nobody was like, yep, it happened. Um, and then Dave Filoni's like, I'm going to change my Twitter header. Look at this picture. And it's a picture of Rex and Ahsoka writing maybe Loth Wolves. Um, and the reason to me that it would be relevant is not right. only that he posted it when he posted it, but the outfit that Ahsoka's wearing looks like Ahsoka the White. At the end of
1: Rebels, I mean, at the third day at the Battle of Helm's Deep.
0: Yeah, that one. So uh, she's got the hood on and stuff, and I'm thinking, man, here's another one, ladies and gentlemen, walking, uh, watching this at home. Uh, Carol Baskin did kill her husband. <laughs> no, but here's another. Here's another. And promise. Fed into the
1: Lothwolves. God dang
0: it! If uh, if we see Tamura Morrison who played Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones as, as Rex that he, would be super cool I
1: will take my shirt off he'd be the right age too they just give him a nice sick white beard yeah the other day I was so excited armor. about it dude that'd be so cool
0: I was so excited about it the other day that I downloaded a picture of Timur Morrison from the internet and I used my markup tool on my iPhone and just drew a white beard on him and I was like it works he could do it uh, that would be amazing. Can you imagine
1: that? The guy that they built the cartoon figure off of would work as the cartoon figure in real life? How about that? Incredible. Yeah. So, Who'd um,
0: So here's uh, long speculation, but this is our speciality. Um, so if it doesn't come to fruition, it's kind of like Obi-Wan with the whole Sith Lord thing. Um, but, okay, you've got Ahsoka. Ahsoka's, you know, partner in crime looking for Ezra is Rex. Sabine. Also, Rex. Sabine's the one they told. Sabine, the of kind of. No, but but you got yeah. the Sabine connection that they're both at the end of Rebels. It says they're right. searching for Ezra, whereas yet yeah, we don't know. Right. She's also Mandalorian, so there's ties there. Mm-hmm. There's the dark that ties into Bo Katan, who got the dark saber from Sabine. All mm-hmm. that stuff. But they're looking for Ezra. Okay, it specifically talks about Sabine and Ahsoka looking for Ezra. Now, in all honesty. Could care less <laughs> if Ezra's
1: there. More importantly, where was Ezra at the end of Rebels? All I'm going to say is I liked Rez- Ezra more after he got rid of his staple gun blaster lightsaber. Yeah. Hated that thing. Hated it to death. Yeah. But back to what we were saying.
0: Yeah, well, you have freaking Obi-Wan who specifically says it's a more civilized weapon for a more civilized time. Yeah. And this guy's going to combine it. it yeah, I just, I hate it.
1: Anyway, uh, this but yes. Christmas lights Ron with is with <laughs> Ezra. I think Thrawn... Being just his, in, time being, Radies, just in time for the rabies. Just in time for the rabies. Sorry, nobody watching is going to get that. But uh, Thrawn and I think are Thrawn, out there somewhere yeah. with a bunch of freaking bubblegum-looking
0: whales. Yeah. Space and we don't know whales. what's going on. Now, I will say this. Thrawn is a greater good kind of guy. Right. And so when the Empire falls, Thrawn's not going to be... I mean, I'm sure he's going to be somewhat sad because mm-hmm. he has friends in the service or whatever. But his thing is going to be... What will protect the Chiss ascendancy? Right.
1: Well, and the galaxy as a whole. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's in the service of everyone. So, if Ezra and him
0: talk, and Ezra kind of brings him around right. to the Jedi way of thinking, and there's this Jedi, would well,
1: be... And it would not surprise me at all if Thrawn was capable of convincing Ezra that Ezra's chances would be better if Thrawn were alive. For sure. Right?
0: Yeah. And so, um... So He did it to the Emperor for, what, like 30 years? Yeah,
1: (laughs) so uh, seeing Thrawn would be amazing. Let's see. Uh, The last thing that I would like to discuss, because Adam, how are we doing on time? By the way, shout out to Adam. He keeps us on track. He makes sure the camera doesn't look out one way to the left or the right. So if it ever does, that's because Adam wasn't here. Bless his heart. Uh, We're doing good? Okay. The last thing I want to talk about is the Empire Remnant, which we see moving in... To the First Order. Right. We see in the Rise of Kylo Ren comics that Brendel Hux, mm-hmm. who is General Hux from the sequel trilogy, his father, he mm-hmm. was the original General Hux within the First Order, he's in communication with Snoke. Mm-hmm. Right? So we know that right around that timeline, so like what, 17, 18 years after six, is when the First Order is really starting to come about.
0: Okay. Um, At that point, 20 Kylo's years. There, After um, 20 years after Return of the Jedi is when um, Kylo leaves.
1: Okay, so... No,
0: 25 years after is when Kylo leaves because he's been Kylo Ren for five years by the time The Force Awakens comes about, something like that. 20 years after Return of the Jedi is when the First Order is big enough that Leia is bringing them up in the Senate. Right. And in the book Bloodlines, that's when it becomes public knowledge that Vader was her father, and she kind of gets discredited in the Senate, and that's why nobody took it seriously across the galaxy, billions of people. So the
1: question a lot of people are asking is, how involved will the First Order be in this series? And I'm, for me, I don't want it to be super involved, Mm -hmm. um, especially as early as season two, because the earlier they get involved, that means the further along the timeline is for Mandalorian, which means the less seasons of Mandalorian we get. So if we can keep yeah. the First Order out of it for a hot second, mm-hmm. I would like it until like maybe season 5 or 10, uh, <laughs> depending on how many I can milk Disney for. Uh, but I, yeah, I think that the involvement of the First Order, the heavier that hand gets, the closer we are to the end of Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, and you know what? For me... I was all about, like... Well, what's the First Order? How'd it come from... Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Rise of Skywalker kind of f- finished, like, fixed that for me for a couple of reasons. One, um, I want to know what the whole thing is with Snoke, but we kind of know what the whole thing is with Snoke, mm-hmm. just not in detail. Yeah. I wanted to know where they were at, Well, it turns out... You know, they're out in the unknown regions, mm-hmm. but there was a backup backup plan on Exegol right. called the Final Order.
1: You know, we know that... I think that was, like, Palpatine's Plan A. Eh? Yeah. He's just the well, long game yeah, you know?
0: We know that, you know, we know that Palpatine was alive the whole time via essence transfer and cloning and all mm. that kind of stuff. So, there's things that have been explained because of Episode Nine that makes me less curious. Mm. I do want to fill those gaps... But I am enjoying the fact that there's multiple medias of Star Wars going on at the same time that touch and go, but they're not, like, intertwined. Mm-hmm. Because when they're so intertwined, you're in a box mm-hmm. with what you can and can't do. And so that's why for Clone Wars right now, there's only so much they can do.
1: Right. You know? There's only right. so much time before episodes. Well, know that well, that's what I've always said about the prequels in general, is you know yeah. how it had to end so... You're doing the best you can with what you got.
0: And so you've got, this is five years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, Mandalorian could go into and pass the sequel trilogy and have things going on and Yeah, theoretically, never, like a and like a line one and a half sort of thing, like yeah, what's going on in the rest could of the never, galaxy. I mean, even less than that, they could never, ever touch. Because think about this. When you're talking Skywalker Saga, you're talking about the biggest thing that's going on in the galaxy yeah. at any given well, point. And here's the thing. That's why you of, have the Vaders and the Palpatines yeah. and the Kylo Ren's. In the grand scheme of things, the Mandalorian is not two drops in a bucket compared yeah. to what's going on in the grand scheme of things. Right. Nobody cares. They could die in a sandstorm on the backside of Tatooine of Thirst, and it would not affect what's right. going on in the galaxy that we know of so far. And well, the other thing is I like that, that. I like that there's a story by
1: itself. That most of Star Wars that we see on screen takes place mid-rim inwards. Right. Right? I mean, you see them on Utapau, you see them on Tatooine, but for the most part, Star Wars is happening in the center. That's just how the galaxy is structured. And the First Order is kind of looking to replicate what the Empire is doing, so they're looking to control the core worlds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all that being said, we can see in the back end of all of Star Wars that... Most of the stuff going on in the Outer Rim and in the wild regions and in the untamed areas of space, there are no hands that the Empire is placed on that. There are no hands that the First Order is going to have in that, that Mm -hmm. the Resistance is going to have that, for the most part. Mm -hmm. So that being said, there could be a continuation of the Mandalorian that's just what's happening in the rest of the galaxy. You know what I mean? Because it's such a a selective history that Mm -hmm. we get... Out of Star Wars in the mainstream movies itself, mm-hmm. that there's so much more to explore. Yeah, it's a it's a big scale, but it's very minute. Mm-hmm.
0: And and by the time the sequel trilogy happens, Star Base and the Hosnian system and all that stuff and Jakku and all that's on the very very outer rim mm-hmm. area, but it's on a couple of places mm-hmm. and it takes place in basically a year. Mm-hmm. Like seven happens, eight happens immediately after seven, and nine is a year later. So you have twenty-five years from Mandalorian season one to episode seven that anything could be going on anywhere else in the galaxy. You could even have things happening because Coruscant wasn't the capital. Mm-hmm. That you could, you could, because it, it was floating around. Right. You know, you could have Mandalorian go in doing stuff, bounty hunting on Coruscant, on Naboo, on some of these other places, mm-hmm. and gets and, and dive into some of those other planets that are going that are in the uh, Skywalker saga, and never ever touch. What's going on with the sequels? Uh, as far as Skywalker characters that I want to see, Skywalker characters I don't want to see. Um, you mentioned Obi Wan and Qui Gon. To me, that takes the picture too much of on, puts it too much onto the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of the Mandalorian is this: this other side of things. Right. So the chances there are slim. I was still taking my shirt off. Uh, yep. But what I think would be dope is you bring back Donald Glover as Lando. Um, that would be cool. And you could age him a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Eunice could be, uh, or Junis, I don't, I don't, I'm terrible with European names, but the guy that plays um, Chewbacca in the sequel mm-hmm. trilogy, he could be there um, with those two guys, you know? I can totally see Hans taking care of Leia and Ben, so he sends mm-hmm. Chewie lando's got nothing better to do so he goes there it would be super cool to see those characters and because of the chewy suit and because donald glover has already been established as lando in a previous movie mm-hmm. you could see those characters and it wouldn't feel like that's not what lando looks like because right.
1: that's already what lando looks like in another movie well, and then the other thing is that we've got all of these other bounty hunter characters that i was we gonna know say, of, but i mean we're in the bounty hunter world and we didn't see really any of the established characters that we already know of mm-hmm you know Mandalorian's making an up and coming name for himself mm-hmm. and you just don't see you know any of the other big names that we know exist um it wouldn't surprise me if they come after him in we talked
0: at our Mandalorian review Boba Fett would be a big one mm-hmm. Boss would be huge um I would love to see obviously Boba Fett's my favorite Star Wars character I would love to see Boba Fett uh I'm I would be not as excited to see Bosque but super excited still to super see excited Bosk. Um, yeah. It would be cool if you saw Dengar come on the scene, and he's already started to transform into that weird-looking dude that you see in Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. That's pretty heavily hinted at in the visual yeah. dictionary. That he's like, and that trying to stay in the A game of the hunters. Yeah, you know, basically hunters, he basically just becomes a whole yeah a whole robot. Um, so that would be cool. <clears throat> I think that uh, man, like, I think Chewie would be the coolest hero. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see like the things that make me nervous that I go don't touch my Star Wars is uh, so many times in the last five years since Star Wars has been back on the main everything uh, I don't want to see Sebastian Stan as a young Luke Skywalker. I don't want it. Don't do it. Get your hands out of my cereal box. I don't want it. I don't want to see it. I don't. (laughs) I'm not cool with it. Um, I would even rather they hire You know uh, the dude that played Knight of Ren, Luca. uh, I forget his last name. The guy that played Apleck, the Knight of Ren, that played young Luke with the CGI face. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have that guy come in and a CGI face on than having freaking Sebastian Stan do it. That's just me. Um, so I don't think we'll see Luke he's got other things going on yeah. and he's too big of a character the whole reason Luke has like no lines in episode 7 he just turns around at the end is because J.J. Abrams said my job is to establish Kylo Ren and Rey mm-hmm. and if Luke is on the scene Han, we're already fighting toe to toe with Han Solo for screen mm-hmm. like when Han came on the scene and him and Chewie are like Chewie we're home I don't know I just smoked for like 10 years to have a cool voice like Han Solo but when he comes on the scene, immediately I was like, I could give two craps about these people. Han and Chewie are back on the Falcon. And he said that when Luke was on the scene, it was even more so. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think that Chewie, maybe because he can't speak English, or maybe, I don't know, he's already a good second character. Mm-hmm. He would be really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I, at first, when before Mandalorian season one came out and before episode nine was out, I was like, what if they show us Snoke? What if they blah, blah, blah. I mean, that'd be cool. I'd still be cool with it. Um, but my need for that is less. I would love to see a Quinlan Voss. I would love to see uh, Kukrook. Yeah. That would be wild. Yeah. So, um, so much stuff going on. Uh, so, anything, any other things you want to talk about before nah, we wrap this thing up? I think it's time to so it. much, put a we, cork in it. We could go on forever about this, but Mandalorian Season 2 comes out in October um i'm really hoping i personally i hope that that can is from like a freaking battle scene like a like a gladiatorial thing that would be sick um and maybe that's where it's like uh you know anybody ever made it out of here before or well i don't know it would be a cool thing to be like nobody could make it out of here and you know a boss character steps into the light and is like i don't know i'm just thinking a scenario where a boss could be in there so, uh, but Mandalorian Season 2 comes out in October. Uh, super excited. I believe it's already done filming. And so you've got Ahsoka's back on the scene. Obviously, Mandalorian, what's going to happen with Baby Yoda. Cara Dune's coming back. My boy Queel ain't going to be there. IG-11. RIP both of them. Uh, but uh, lots of stuff to talk about. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. May the Force be with you always. And remember,
1: the only fan you have here is me. <laughs>